Welcome to the Business Miracles Podcast. I'm Heather Dominic, founder of businessmiracles.com and author of the book, Different, The Highly Sensitive Leadership Revolution, found at differentthebook.com. Since 2010, I've been training highly sensitive entrepreneurs and leaders from around the globe to work less while making more impact and income by doing things differently. I'm so glad you joined me. Listen in and get ready. Get ready for a shift in the way you view yourself, your work, your life. A business miracle. This is A Course in Business Miracles podcast, Redefining Metrics as a Highly Sensitive Entrepreneur, featuring highly sensitive leader, Jill Wade. In the latest episodes of the Business Miracles podcast, we've been featuring highly sensitive leaders who are truly doing things differently, from claiming the value of building their business part-time to using highly sensitive leadership in more traditional professional roles. Now, for this episode, I am just so so excited to welcome special guest Jill Wade. DDS, as well as Jill has received a master's from the Academy of General Dentistry, and there are only 250 in the country who have received this incredible master's degree. I'm excited to have Jill with us today on the Business Miracles podcast. In addition to being a dentist, In addition to being one of only 250 in the country, Jill is an award-winning dentist pioneering the profession in dental wellness and cosmetic dentistry with five-star patient care that bridges the gap between medicine, dentistry, and genetics. She's been featured on TV, radio, and in numerous published articles. She is the co-author of Address the Stress, the relevant guide to dental wellness, as well as being recognized as an Inc. 5000 top growing businesses. Jill and I are longtime colleagues friends, and she is also an accomplished member of the Business Miracles community who has optimized the highly sensitive leadership training programs to create systems to scale her business, grow her team, add three new doctors to her practice, move her successful business from 1.5 million revenue to now being on track this year for 5 million all while shifting from working full-time four days a week to two days a week. I invite you to listen in as Jill and I connect to bust the myth that you can't be highly sensitive and highly successful. The two of us are here today to share with you as two highly successful entrepreneurs who are also highly sensitive We are here to share with you how to redefine industry metrics, and we want to share some tips on how to use social media to be transformational versus transactional so that you can be creating more social impact and a more sustainable income, all with less effort in whatever way that's meant to work for you. Oh my gosh, Jill, welcome. Thank you, Heather. Wow, I want to listen to me. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yay. All right. I am just so looking forward to this conversation and diving in. And I'll share with listeners just briefly that what inspired this podcast conversation was actually a recent private mentor call that you and I had. And in that private mentor call, we were reflecting on how when you and I first met years ago, we were in a mastermind together. And at that time, social media was actually still kind of brand new. And the metrics for whether social media was a successful marketing tool was you know, things like how many followers you had or how many likes a post was receiving. And in the private mentor call, you and I were talking about how much has changed just in the social media landscape since that time. And then our conversation dove into how we each realized that we have redefined the metrics of success for ourselves. And that just struck me as such an indicator of highly sensitive leadership. So that's the conversation that I'm interested in you and I just being able to have, you know, more of right here and right now. So let's start it off just by like, redefining the metrics. Is that something that you had thought about before our conversation? Like, was it something you were conscious of or not so conscious of? just maybe more organic, intuitive, or more systematic? I don't know. You tell me. Well, that's a a super start to this conversation because um, intuitively, I knew that I needed to have what I call the new 2.0 version of my dental practice. So Mm. that. 1.0 version, if you want to say the original version that had been started almost 25 years ago was no longer exactly quite right for today's times. So I kind of had identified that intuitively at the beginning of the year, at the beginning of 2023. And so in the process of the year had been um, basically, if you want to call a reskin, we actually went in and changed the inside of the office to a new look and not new look and feel a new look with the same feel if that makes sense Um, and then because of that change we had to get that done first and then it was a matter of okay bringing in and taking new pictures of the office and looking at our website and doing a new reskin on the website and then doing a new skin and kind of a new redefinition of what did we want to start posting on social media because it's not so much that we change exactly who we are or what we were doing. But I did feel that there is a shift in how we wanted to present that and what we wanted uh, for an attraction standpoint of bringing the right patients in the door, not just any patient in the door. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Okay. There's so much I appreciate about what you just said, but first and foremost is the energy. So as you're even sharing this process, like the energy that I'm feeling is, you know, one of that like inspired idea, right? And two, an intuitive sense. And then three, that the, the, the reskin, is that the phrase you used? Yeah. The reskin is like the energy of a creative process, What I'm not hearing is like freak out, panic, 
um, manipulation, trying to figure out like what it is that people are going to want or need. And so like, we have to do things different in order to meet that. Um, so just that overall energy and feel is like, again, such a, a, an indicator of a highly sensitive approach to making a really significant change to a business that's already been successful simply from the intuitive recognition that like we're meant to be going in a different direction as we go forward from here. Would you, would, what's your sense of all that? Do you agree? Absolutely. I mean, again, I've been in business for, you know, 25, 28 years. And so what I did do for a little bit of time, not very long at all, though, I did go do a little bit of research on if I was starting a new practice from scratch, what kind of technology, what kind of look and feel, what, what, are people, quote, out there doing on their social media? I did not spend a lot of time, but I did want to do due diligence and, and observe what was going on. I had no intention of copying or doing what they're doing because I'm very, very confident in what has made us successful over the years. And what has made us successful is our relationships. We are not transactional. We are relationship builders. And when we are able to listen to our patients and provide them what they need and want in a way they they want to consume it, then the business itself just flourishes, right? I did want to be competitive, okay, out there in the marketplace, but I'm totally fine with just doing our thing and doing what we're best at and where our strengths are and not trying to um, make excuses for it or um, pretend like we're something that we're not just because somebody else that may have, you know, I don't know, 2,000, 10,000 followers might be out there doing. It doesn't mean, honestly, that they have a successful practice. Yeah, absolutely. And that is definitely part of that redefinition of the social media metrics. But before we go there, I also I want to just say I appreciate that you mentioned that due diligence, because again, that's absolutely also part of highly sensitive leadership, right? We're never about like, oh, like if we're following our intuition, that means that, you know, we're not actually like, you know, being systematic or, you know, we're not doing research because we only need to follow our heart. No, that's not what we're saying. It's about you utilize your intuitive abilities to support and inform that process so that you're not pulled out and over into making decisions that are only about comparison, right? Only about fear, only about trying to match, measure up, or fit in. So it's that beautiful combination, of course, strategy, but also the intuition. And um, and I think you really described that so well. Yeah. Give you a pretty great example real quick of, of kind yeah. of how it how some of the the core aspects of this 2.0 version began. I obviously wanted my other doctors to feel a part and to have some opinion of where this, this new look and this new feel was going to be. And, um, personally, I feel some of the, the, the newer, more, um, you know, in style, um, aspects of, of, of just uh, decorating in general is very A-line, very clean, very white, very 
very sterile. And, and although that's great and, and, and super fine to have that, that look and feel in a dental healthcare setting where people want to feel, feel taken care of and like comforted. Okay. I did not feel that that had congruency. So I was really strong at the beginning of choosing some colors and some, some things on the walls and, and stuff like that, that although looked very new and fresh and, 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 you know, went with the new style, but also continued to have that mixture of, of colors and textures that allowed us to still create a comfortable environment. My other doctors are not highly sensitive. They are not, they are great healers, but they're not highly sensitive. And so although we may have disagreed on some of that, what I hear from the patients now that the the remodel is done is, wow, I loved your office before. I love the new look. And yet it still feels, what are they saying? It still feels like y'all, it still feels comforting. It still feels like I'm walking into your home. And as a matter of fact, I now want to go back and look at my house and want to design it because we had, we have the design like you used to have, and I couldn't figure out how to make the new look happen and still feel comfortable and warm and caring. That's amazing. That's, I've heard this like multiple times. Oh through my gosh. Yeah. yeah, that is great. That is such a great example. And I, I so appreciate because actually what you said is the, the feedback from the patients, right? Like that's your metric. That's my metric. Yes, right? That's and what we're doing it for, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Beautiful. So let's like then look at the redefining of metrics with social because that's part of what started this conversation in the first place. And I think I want to go back to something that you said, which is that just because someone has all these followers doesn't actually mean that they're successful. And that right there is again a re definition of the metric from when social started, which people like, you know, I always joke, but you know, because you and I, I've been in business for 20 years, you've been in business for close to 28. And I'm like, when I started, there was no social media. (laughs) It's so hard for some people to understand that. I think, I I think I remember going, what's this little thing called the web? (laughs) (laughs) What does that mean? (laughs) right so so again just because someone has all these followers doesn't necessarily mean that they're creating success and what I think we're really most interested in is how the redefinition of the metrics impacts our ability to lead as highly sensitives and I think what is valuable to bring into this conversation is that tendency towards comparison. Absolutely. Right. right? So we have to actually define what success is first, right? Yeah. 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 Say more about that, please. Because, you know, what I, when I was starting out in business, what success was to me was a certain number of new patients that came in the door every week um, and taking good care of them. Now we, we really are so established that success no longer comes so much about the numbers, um, but how satisfied are our patients 
about our care and and our is their life somewhat better because they have been in our office and had care by us mm-hmm. when you when you really concentrate on that and really taking care of people or servicing your clients whatever whatever the industry may be when you have satisfied clients there is in my opinion no way that you couldn't have a successful business I think that is so well said. Now, here's kind of possibly a little bit of a mind bender of a question and totally no right or wrong or judgment to any answer, but an opportunity for both of us to, I think, just honestly reflect. So this goes back to what you said about like when you first started, right? And it was about the numbers and it was about, you know, just making sure there's a certain number of patients. Now there's a part of that that absolutely Yes, that is bottom line, right? When you're first starting out, I remember for myself, right? It's like, oh my gosh, am I actually going to get clients? And yet I've asked myself this question many times that I'm going to ask you, which is, would I perhaps looked at it differently if I had known that I was highly sensitive when I first started? Would I have possibly been able to take what you just said? about client satisfaction, patient satisfaction, and what would it maybe have been like if that was a metric that was in place for me? Because you can tell me if if it's different for you, but I sense it's probably the same. I didn't have anyone in my corner guiding me in that way. I only had people like numbers, 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 like jamming it down my throat. So I don't know, like, what's your thought? Do you think it would have been different? Not so different? What's your sense? I I think it, it, uh, I think it would have been different back then had I had the knowledge and I didn't know you back then. Okay. Mm -hmm. I remember the first time hearing you speak about even just the idea of highly sensitive. I had no idea anything about it. I had done no studying about it. And as soon as you spoke the first time, I was like, well, I hate to cuss, but I was like, holy shit. I was like, I'm that. that's me. She's describing me. And it just answered so many personal struggles that I'd had with business up until then, that it didn't feel comfortable. It didn't feel natural. Like I, I hated some of the, the, um, advisors out there that were just shoving numbers down my face. And you got to do this. You got to have this many people. You got to do this. And I agree. I mean, in reality, you, you do have to think about that stuff, but it was so much the focal point that when I was able to go, you know what, my strengths are my strengths. And if I will just play with my strengths more, I have a feeling that the set more success, I wasn't, not that I wasn't having success, but more success will come and it will come so much easier. Yes. I think that really says it. And that's been my thought too, right? It's not about, again, numbers or no numbers, right? It's not about research or no research, but it's about the way that you approach right? The research or the way that you approach the the building of the business and the, the bringing in of patients and clients, for sure. Because when those clients also really connect with, for some people, some of, some of our uh, thought processes, philosophies, and procedures of how we co-manage patients with 
cardiologists and physicians and things like that. It's different. They may have never heard some of this stuff before, and they may have been going to a great dentist. I'm not against the dentist they've been going to. They just haven't studied and done and 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 present some things the same way that I do. And so I knew that if I could just present the in my strengths and the way that I present, talk the way that I talk, connect with them, create the relationships give them knowledge and education so that they then could make the best decision for themselves, then what was going to happen? They were going to tell others how happy they were because like follows like, okay? They have patients, they have friends and family who are also trying to be more on the health and wellness standpoint. And so for me, I found that instead of what everybody else was saying was their number one referral source, which was all of their marketing and all of their, you know, Facebooks and Facebook ads and posts and all this kind of stuff. Do you know what ended up being my number one referral base? My patients and my doctor relationships, because I helped them take better care of their patients and they valued that. And then Every single time it came up, guess who they were telling them that they needed to come see? Well, when your cardiologist tells you after you've had a heart attack that that you need to come and see me, trust me, they are banging at the door the next day. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I have chills because that is highly sensitive entrepreneurship and leadership. We are really good at relationships. Really good really good. Really good. It's our highly sensitive strengths that allow us to really make true, genuine, deep connections. And if I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times, right? Like that is at the heart of what it is to create success as a highly sensitive entrepreneur, which as you just said, is the antithesis just so much of the other marketing that's being taught out there and so much of the metrics that are being blasted everywhere. I mean, that's kind of like a whole nother conversation and the aspect of social, but like, oh my gosh, I go on social these days and all of these ads that are just like screaming about like certain numbers and that this certain, you know, 30 day, 60 day, six week program can get you all these numbers. And it's completely devoid of connection. Absolutely. It's, it's so funny you're saying this because I'm actually just about to launch a new program specifically for female dentist. Um, and I have actually literally designed that business to fit me and to fit them. And instead of going for volumes of people, right, I'm going for higher dollar and relationships where I can truly mentor and and serve them to the best of my ability, where they then can take that information, utilizing and mixing it with their intuition and their strengths, and then making it their own. Therefore, I'm not worried about going out and trying to have some, you know, multi-thousand dollar ad, uh, ad spend, uh, you know, pocketbook that I've got to spend, 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 spend. And I've got to get a thousand people to get two people, 
you know, that just seems so counterintuitive for me right now that I would rather reach out to personal friends and invite them. I would rather have an ad, but it be very, uh, I don't want to say soft, but a soft uh, sell almost more like an imitation that if this is the right thing for you, this is what we have to offer. If you're not sure, then come join me on the, on a webinar and, and move people because I only want to attract the right people. Yes. 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 So like all of those, like, you know, like Again, number shouting advertisements. To me, I I just look at that marketing and it feels like cotton candy to me. It's super, super shiny. It looks like really fascinating, kind of gets your attention. But when you actually go to take it in, you're like, there's nothing here, you know, versus what you just described. And then as I'm listening to you, like, I just envision like, you know, like a really like healthy meal, right. Of like a fresh salad and vegetables and like hearty bread and maybe some quinoa and I don't know. And you take it in and you're like, oh my gosh, like I am truly energized, right? Like I'm truly nourished. And that's, that's what I see as the difference. Absolutely. I mean, we've all seen the ads, like you're talking about the Grant Cardones and the, you know, 10X this and 10X that. And, and trust me, I look at all that because it, I'm curious. I I look at it because I'm curious. I'm curious. What are they saying? What are they selling? What are they promising? Right. Um, And we talk about the highly sensitives being what the 20 percenters. Um, Okay. Let's, let's get real. They're advertising to the 80 percenters. Yeah. And it it might work for them and it might work for those D personalities and those, those number crunching people and those high intensity people. But in all honesty, that's not, that's not who I'm trying to mentor that they're really to some extent isn't even, uh, for the dental practice, even exactly who we're trying to attract. Don't get me wrong. We attract CEOs and, uh, high powerful, um, CEOs and people, but when it comes to actually healthcare or some type of healing aspect of a service that you may provide, they still want to be taken care of and they still want to have a relationship with you. They may have all the money in the world. They may have all the power in the world in their companies. But let me tell you, you lean somebody back in a dental chair, um, it's uh, giving up their power. They want somebody who's going to take care of them and who cares about them and who has created a relationship with them. I don't care how powerful they are. Absolutely. Well, there's two really important things that you just spoke to there. So let's start with that last one, which is, I always say that as highly sensitive entrepreneurs, yes, we are part of the 20%, but we're not here to only serve the 20%. We're actually meant to be serving the 80%, right? We are the royal advisors, right? To the warrior kings and queens. And that is exactly what it is that you just described. So again, we're not supposed to only be serving other highly sensitives, but we're also not meant to be trying to pretend that we're not highly sensitive. So we're meant to be in our highly sensitive power, if you will, to be of service, whether a person's highly sensitive or not. 
So there's that. Then you also spoke to social and being curious. And I so appreciate that because again, to me, that is an aspect of highly sensitive leadership. It doesn't mean necessarily that we have to completely take ourselves off of social, but there's the opportunity to access curiosity without going into comparison. Correct. And I think that is part of redefining the metrics as well, because when you get caught in comparison, then you've lost your privilege of agency and you've lost who you are as your highly sensitive, essential self. And it's like you're giving away your power versus being able to be in a place of curiosity and then make a decision from there. This is how I'm going to use this tool because that's all it is. It's a tool and I get to choose. And that includes that I get to define the metrics of whether it's working well for me or not. And I think your example of a quote unquote, like softer ad, which is really just about like, speaking to your people, right? In your way. Yes, absolutely. And it's and it's been kind of fun with this remodel, reskin kind of thought process, especially now that we have four doctors in the practice. We each obviously have our own individual personalities, right? So something that I may do or feel comfortable doing for, let's say, Facebook or Instagram and stuff like that may look and and be kind of different than one of my younger new doctors. She's real cute, real fiery. She loves little TikTok things and dancing around with the boxes and the the stuff. And it totally fits her, right? I'm not going to tell her she can't do it. It's adorable. And the right people are going to be drawn to her and going to love her because she's a beautiful, beautiful spirit. If I did that, I would look awkward, weird, and people would be like, what the hell was she thinking? Like, (laughs) that is not her. But I'll get on and I'll do a video because I'm a geek. I, I love to educate people. I'll educate people for 30, 60 seconds about some new technology or whatever and speak from the heart about heart attacks or whatever. And And people love that too. So Again, just play up to the strengths of of what you do and let it feel comfortable. You don't, I don't have to do TikToks just to compare to somebody else. Yeah. Um, and, Absolutely. And, and, and it Absolutely. seems more genuine, right? So we've yeah. gotten into this world of this, is it genuine? Is it AI? Is it, you know, it, is this somebody really writing this because they care about this and they really think about, or did the AI group just chatbot it and, and write it up for you? Well, yes. I think we all have to need, need to be really careful with that. And I still do believe that, you know, a, a true video of, of, of us in front of others is super, super helpful because that is authentic. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You yes. can't read authenticity into the text or the message of a well, beautiful, groomed and created, you know, Facebook post. Mm-hmm. If it's really you and it's really your face and your eyes and your body language and your enthusiasm, your tone, your inflections of your voice, like, I'm sorry, that that 
typically will get us more attention, likes, visits, and and people to actually do something like a call to action of actually giving us a call than just a beautifully groomed Facebook post. Yes, yes. Or even the divine right people, right? Who are meant to, to be responding. Oh my gosh, I feel like we could just talk and talk and talk and talk and talk about this. But to start to wrap us up, two questions for you. One is how do you want to continue to redefine the metrics for yourself as you go into this next phase of business success and being of service? Wow. That, it's an interesting question. I've actually been doing a lot of thinking about this lately. My whole life, at least since high school, I've been defining myself as a doctor and a really damn good one. And for the first time in my life, I actually see myself as more now than just a doctor. And so I personally am moving into a new season of my life as a mentor. I'm not sure I necessarily call myself a coach, but as a mentor um, of showing people this, just like what we've been talking about this whole time, this new way of defining what success is for you um, and how to create a business that is no longer just a lifestyle business that provides you money to buy your home and to put in all beautiful furniture like you want, but how about it's an investment and that we see that as an investment and with intention of being able to create your wealth um, so that you can kind of live out your purpose later in life once you've grown the business to a certain phase. And I'm get just really excited about that because, you know, I guess maybe because I have felt very successful in doing what I've done. I have no intention of leaving dentistry. I have no intention of leaving my patients, but I do feel called to provide some additional things out there in this world. Amazing. Amazing. Oh my gosh. Incredible. And last, last, where can people find out? Where can listeners find out about all of this amazement that you're doing and creating? Well, thanks. Well, obviously people can reach out to me personally. Jill Wade is pretty much easy and easy to remember. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram, all those kind of things. And um, our dental office is Stonebar Small Design. And obviously uh, you could reach me through there. But we also have our progressivefinance.com. Uh, and we're also um, just now starting our social media launch um, on uh, that platform, Facebook and Instagram. And really it's because it's taken me a while to launch that on social media for exactly the same reason that we've been talking about today. I don't want to look and be like every other financial wealth building, you know, um, ad or post that's out there. Uh, this is really more of a heartfelt and a heart centered um, financial discussions. And I just want to encourage, especially women to be having some of these conversations together because for so long, this has kind of not been a topic that when we socialize together that we talk about, right? We talk about each other. We talk about how are we really doing? 
how is our families, you know, how is the work and, and, and things like that. But we really never sit down and talk about the business behind the business of what we're doing and wealth and wealth accumulation. And, and to me, that's just as important these days for women, because we're finally actually out there making some really great money. And, and now we get to make some of those decisions for our families and it's exciting. And I just want to encourage that kind of conversation. Oh my gosh. Amazing. Yeah. Just is so, so exciting on so many levels. Um, you are amazing. It is always an honor to be your colleague, your friend, to be your highly sensitive leadership mentor. And I'm continuously impressed by the inner and outer work that you just continue to show up and do and are always, always about the next level. So thank you so much for being willing to continue this conversation that we started and to have others listen in because it's a very, very important one. Thank you so much, Jill Wade. Yes, Heather, thank you. I am forever grateful for what you do and um, what you share with us. All right. Thank you. I so appreciate that. Amazing. Amazing. And for those of you listening in, thank you for being a part of Business Miracles podcast. Until next time. Thank you for being a part of this Business Miracles podcast episode and for beginning to dip your toe into the journey of highly sensitive leadership training. If you are ready to truly use your sensitivities as strengths in all parts of your work and life, I invite you to connect for a one-on-one chat. You will experience being deeply listened to and together we'll get a sense of whether the highly sensitive leadership training programs are the best next step for you and your highly sensitive journey at this time. Just go to www.claritycall.com to schedule a conversation. We so look forward to connecting with you. Talk to you soon.